Hi, I'm Nikki Felbert. I'm a filmmaker and continuous seeker of life's truth and natural magic. And here's where I get to share amazing interviews and findings with you from people that have followed a calling and have a wealth of knowledge to share. This is Nico Zen. He was the first professional vegan mountain bike athlete in South Africa. And he's also a holistic health practitioner and works on the body. Did I get that right, Nico? Yeah, I'm basically Excellent. a holistic bodywork and healing practitioner. Okay, so one of the things that I'm really interested in is that you um, had so much energy as a vegan athlete without eating meat. But how did you get there? So we'll get back to how you did it. How did you get there? Mm, yeah, it's a good question. So by nature, I'm a free spirit and um, I'm very intrigued in finding my own truth and questioning stuff and and being out of the confinements of, of laws and other people's belief system on how they do things in general. And this, um, this led me to a quest of um, finding perfect health and also being the best version of myself, um, living a life with purpose, um, with passion and integrity. And this led me to um, looking into aspects that support perfect health. Right. Perfect health as such is always health is perfect in nature because you have to understand that you have an intelligent health system that always supports you. It supports your body and we often misinterpret what perfect health is and even disease is a sign of perfect health because it's basically just a warning sign Right. warning sign telling you that um, the homeostasis or, or the equilibrium and balance within your body is out of sync yes and the manifestation of a disease even cancer is basically a blessing and a warning sign to wake you up that you have to look into what you are doing wrong or how you can live more in harmony balance and, and health right and that's not just the food you take but your whole lifestyle it is absolutely my whole lifestyle and um, I have been practicing yoga, um, meditation for almost 15 years. And it led me to being a healthier and better version of myself. And also my passion is moving. I like adventuring. I like being out in nature. And um, I was seeking abundance in a way what could support my nature as a free spirit and just the values and what I enjoy doing and it became down that uh, I love mountain biking specifically the technical aspect of mountain biking um, and I took it on as a vegan professional athlete and wow. I found sponsorship at a quite who, who sponsored you yeah my first sponsor was bridge and and Momsen Amount, a local South African mountain bike manufacturer. Wow, that's amazing that the, yeah. the locals will support you as an athlete. So you must have been pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> the, the thing was, and my challenge was, I took on mountain biking into the realm of being sponsored and making a living out of it when I was in my early 40s. Oh, wow. So uh, it was counter everybody's belief or 
that a sponsor could find such an old athlete um, that could still uh, be um, competitive against mostly athletes that were half my age. And yeah. therefore I had to look into the aspect again of finding perfect health and being the best version of myself. And oh. that led me into um, listening into my body, first of all. And this is like an aspect in our society that we have lost, to have that intuitive and native knowing what is good and what is bad for you. Yes. And going often against all other beliefs. Yeah, because there's a lot of media that tells you what's good for you. Absolutely. <laughs> There's the aspect of media, there's the aspect of, of marketing, of, of products specifically in the athletes realm where there's like products for everything and everything. And they promise you to be better if you take that. Yeah. So you go al against a lot of other um, conditioning, other habits and other belief systems that have been ongoing for forever, for, for decades often. So and you really have to tune in to find what's right for you because Absolutely. if you don't there's so much other noise yeah and so when you started were you eating meat I wasn't you, okay. so I grew up in a meat eating culture like the most of us and then about 20 years ago I became vegetarian and about 15 years ago I became vegan so I cut out um, dairy and, and all those other so you could see the difference between eating dairy and your performance and not eating yeah, dairy and your performance? There was definitely a big step and evolution into cutting out dairy plus also wheat and refined carbohydrates. Right. Well, what do you eat? <laughs> <laughs> Plants and seeds. And ba nuts, Basically, guess, yeah. and nuts, exactly. And um, yeah, it's a very important aspect that you really find what works for you yeah. because one man's food is another one's poison so you really have to be in sync and again this is my main take everybody is so beautifully different and what works for one doesn't work for the other right. so you have to be really listening to yourself and this is what we have lost and it's a quality that I have pretty much nurtured through meditation because in that stillness there is such a deep connection to yourself and also a knowing that comes up you know you have the wisdom within yeah. and you nobody knows better than yourself and often we empower other people to make decisions for us and, yeah. and this is like my my main main motivation and take of empowerment it's not to not ask people but to really still look within to go what is actually right yeah, yeah. the final decision making should be your gut instinct your innate knowing and, and your wisdom. And um, we have been pretty much in a, in a victim role where things are not going right within your body, within life circumstance, or that you want to improve in a certain aspect. And then you ask somebody else for advice. I yeah. call it the middleman. Right. And my take is to cut out the middleman because okay. nobody else knows better than yourself. And the answer But when you're stressed, sometimes you just can't cut out the clutter and other, mm. other advice is then helpful. Mm. Yeah, from the stress, you have to find stillness. Again, yeah. Yeah. there's no way around that you, you wanna, um, the stress or the anxiety or whatever, or the fear that comes up is something that makes you run away and look outside on it inside. And then often if you're in a, in a fear state, 
um, then you empower others because you seek um, the savior or however you want to call it or the one that can help you outside yeah but that's you, you have to start within yourself. That's my bottom line. You're also a holistic health practitioner. So you are working on people's bodies to make them feel better, make their bodies feel better. Is that not a middleman? It is an invitation and I normally don't um, take the power onto me. I give yeah. people homework. So I'm basically in a consultation. I check what is out of balance, what is out of sync within your body and often I give um, homework and advice how, yeah. I, how I can empower a person to look into those aspects and um, having tools and like certain ways of, of taking care of your body and preventing uh, from your body going out of sync. Yeah, so you don't just come for an amazing massage and, and realignment, you also get some advice to help yourself to empower yourself. Mm, yeah, right. no, absolutely. That's so that's that's your passion. Yeah, that, that's my take definitely that I want to find the underlying cause and not work around the symptom. So right, I, I see certain right. and it has helped me a lot. I have uh, learned so much from from patients and as I'm very much in tune with my body or if I work as an athlete on other athletes, then you can always find patterns and, and see how certain injuries or ideally you want to prevent injuries but how misalignment occurs and how you can uh, prevent that from happening. Right, that's very interesting uh, because you've been an athlete that you can really, you, the, the patterning that you've seen with yourself and your colleagues as you um, deep in it then comes up for your clients now so it was a natural progression to, to help others and work on their bodies. Mm, absolutely, yeah. Um, just the aspect of, of helping others to become their, their best version and um, seeing how uh, interrelated and interconnected our body is in terms of, of all aspects um, like meditation, the mental focus, but then also um, yoga, just mentioning yoga, um, I have never really been to the gym and I haven't done any other weight training to um, strengthen my body for, for the sport that I have been performing. Um, yoga did pretty much everything for me. Mm -hmm. um, the balancing, the alignment, the stretching, the strengthening, and I see tremendous value uh, in that. Looking back 15 years, I haven't really been injured. And wow. um, I have gained, gained so much against other sports science and other athletes. Um, advice or, or, or comments that if you do yoga you get injured and so forth and so forth and I always I've always proven them wrong yeah <laughs> you seem to to prove some main quite a few mainstream uh, thought wrong with being a professional athlete eating having a plant-based diet and and also the other thing I like about the yoga is that it really comes back to the mind mm. um, that you that as you're doing each move or asana you are connecting not only with your body but but stilling the mind as well and mm. i i imagine that that um, plays a big role in in the mindset of an athlete mm. as well absolutely and the main point and tool that you use within yoga is actually your breath your breath connects body mind and soul and by becoming more aware of your breath 
uh, it connects you to, to the deeper sensations within your body and becoming in sync with your body and eventually also quieting your mind. And breastwork was one of my key successes um, as being a professional mountain bike athlete. I started to become um, aware of how powerful the breast can be in oxi uh, oxygenating your, your blood on a deeper level and how to breathe effectively. So breathing deeply into your diaphragm and all of that, doing nostril breathing. Like I've done 80-90% of my training just by breathing through the nose, even going up hills or putting in a stronger effort. So um, wow. when you breathe through your nose, you really have to do one thing. You have to exhale um, effectively. And that's yes. like the most important thing to get rid of your carbon dioxide. Most of the people generally in life, and this is like also how can I be more healthy? How can I have more energy within daily life? Your breath and breathing techniques are key to that. So if you breathe too shallow, there's always um, a certain amount of carbon dioxide that remains in your lungs. If you have a deep breath into your diaphragm and you tuck your navel in and exhale everything out and then the tree flow of, of the next breath comes in, then you start really getting more oxygen into your system and um, practicing that over and over again. Like obviously in the competitions I was breathing through my mouth, yes. but I still had that deep, deep breath and exhalation getting rid of the carbon dioxide, which then gives you a, uh, a different edge. But wow. in, in life generally, if we get into um, breathing more consciously and, and deeply, you have way more energy for whatever you set out to do. Oh wow, I love that. Just also breathing into the diaphragm. Huge. So what can we do now? Like just be conscious of breathing into the diaphragm, mm -hmm. um, be conscious of, of exhaling, maybe do um, an exercise where you exhale all your carbon dioxide. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, anything else that we can do yeah. now to gain that, that yeah, energy. Basically the depth of your breath and the depth of the breath is within exhaling completely within your diaphragm. And, and you don't have to do that with every breath, right? Not necessarily, but it helps. Specifically okay. in moments where you want to calm yourself down or you want to energize yourself. Um, stop only really breathing very shallow into your breath, but focus more onto your navel and your diaphragm um, where you tuck the navel in when you exhale and tuck it back in towards your ribcage. Then it's like a final, like <laughs> I exhale completely. Yeah. And then the inflow of It actually feels quite nice to do it. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can immediately feel a calming by doing that. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Awesome. <laughs> the other thing I really wanted to ask you about is about the perception of having to eat meat as a protein in order to exude a lot of, um, of energy. So you've spoken about the breath giving you energy. Um, is that a counterpoint or um, is it really that you don't need, you found you didn't need to actually eat animal meat in order to have the protein in your body that you need in order to all that exercise yeah perfect that's basically the first question that i always get when i when people hear that i'm a vegan athlete so where do you get your pre uh, protein from and there's such a misperception and um over 
there's an overemphasis on the amount of protein that you have to take in. Um, yeah, you just have to look in, into nature again and into evolution and see that the biggest and strongest mammals on Earth, they are plant eaters. If you talk about the elephants, the beautiful strong oh. elephants. That's elephants are my favorite, favorite animal. Absolutely. <laughs> and also gorillas. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful beings, beautiful animals. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and they they yeah, there, there is something about those very large animals mm. that are yeah. um, plant-based, mm. that have mm. a plant-based mm. diet. Mm. They're strong in nature, but uh, intelligent and gentle at the same time. Exactly. And you have to, to see that there's also reason for that through what they eat. Um, ah, ping, light bulb moment. <laughs> 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 absolutely. I get into that um, just now. Um, a little bit into more depth, but just not generally the misperception of um, that an athlete gets its main strength and power from protein, um, from animal, uh, from an animal source of, of um, protein is not correct. And um, I could prove myself and, and, and others wrong. Uh, even um, I was once invited to a sports supplement uh, conference in Johannesburg and I was invited to have uh, a voice about my plant and um, vegan diet, um, countering uh, Tim Knox's approach. Ah. He was also there, invited to um, talk about his meat, fat, basically banting diet yes. type of um, approach. And um, I have proven everybody wrong because at the, at the beginning, everybody said you're gonna be, um, you know, you're running out of energy, you're going to get injured, um, you're going to be deficient in certain uh, minerals like B12 and so forth or vitamins. And uh, it is a, a misperception. And uh, if, it, if it was true, I couldn't have done what I have been doing. So when I became like a professional sponsored athlete, um, I had 26 consecutive uh, podiums Wow. And um, I introduced superfoods and also super herbs in that year. So I went uh, a level deeper into finding uh, nutrient-dense food, food that enhances your recovery, that reduces inflammation, um, that generally um, supports your endocrine system, your hormones, and, and gets your body into a better balance and, and works with your innate body intelligence and doesn't um, deplete your body from energy like a lot of can you, supplements. Can you, can you give some examples so that mm. we have something to aim for? <laughs> yeah and if you talk about uh, superfoods we're talking about nutrient dense food. One of my prime superfoods specifically for athletes would definitely be spirulina. Yes. I prefer tablets form because I don't like the taste of spirulina as such. So I put it in my smoothie. Yeah, <laughs> wonderful. I, if if you can sort of mask it and <laughs> yeah, uh, with get around with some fruit sugars, <laughs> the tangy taste, then yeah. then you found a way that's perfect. Um, yeah, um, basically spirulina is the prime source of protein. It has seventy five percent protein per biomass, um, and if you look at protein uh, from a meat source like beef, it has thirty five percent. Um, protein per biomass plus the absorption and the energy consumption to digest protein and, and 
really protein so as a meat a, a meat based protein takes a lot of time to digest absolutely it which is a lot of energy it takes hours days to to fully digest which takes um, a lot of energy that is would be available um, for for every other things you do in life or as an athlete for generating power and endurance and along from the meat digestion there is a lot of acidity and other byproducts that are quite harmful or can be negative for your system so definitely um, spirulina for the protein density it also provides a certain amount of glycogen and that is metabolized to your liver and not to your stomach so um, if you want to have energy on the go while you're exercising spirulina is one of the best sources on top of it, it also has one of the highest um, mineral density or mineral contents as a density in, in, um, in the product or in, in the food source as such, right. which then uh, buffers and counters your acidity, which is also a key aspect. When you're an athlete and you have a lot of lactic acid, when you go into the anaerobic realm of pushing your body yes and that can exhaustion. be that can be quite painful right that lactic acid absolutely it can yeah. be quite painful and your muscles and your body then just shuts down and your performance goes down right so and the spirulina can help counter that absolutely wow. when you take spirulina tablets it's like a reset button that you press and through the high mineral content it, it counters the um, acidity so basically if you look at the acidic alkaline balance what uh, de determines or what um, identifies uh, a food, if it's um, acidic or alkaline, is the mineral content. Yeah. Okay. The mineral content is key to alkalize your body. Okay. And so I can see why spirulina is called a superfood. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really has so much going for it, so uh, much going for our, our health. Absolutely. And then also the key aspect of minerals is that 95% of, um, of your biochemical processes are actually mineral dependent or not vitamin dependent. So minerals are key for a lot of aspects of life and health. Right. And, and so is it the minerals that help your body repair or is it something else? What other foods are good for repairing for your body? Mm. For repairing, we're talking uh, predominantly about proteins, different uh, forms of amino acids that help uh, repair your body. Okay. Um, in terms of also um, repairing, you want to have a lot of antioxidants that um, prevent your cells from, from oxidizing and, and, and breaking down um, up to a DNA level. So. Here we have definitely goji berries. Mm. Goji berries are wonderful, a wonderful source. Also, it is a complete source of protein. A lot of people don't know really? that. Really? Yeah. I did not know yeah. that. I like goji berries. Yeah. It's one thing my daughter will eat. <laughs> yeah. One of the healthy things my daughter will eat. Absolutely. <laughs> and they have so many antioxidants and also polysaccharides um, that um, enable, you know, um, good health and endurance and um, yeah, all those aspects to, to recover faster. Sure. And then I like my rooibos tea as well mm. for some antioxidants. Absolutely. <laughs> so a we also then go into the herbs. Yeah. natural South African product. The herbs are very powerful. And yeah, the other supplements, natural supplements that 
go into the category of superfoods and super herbs um, would be grapeseed extract. Kay. So it's basically the skin of the grape. There's a red skin that is taken off and then you can put it into powder form. Okay. And it is also super rich in antioxidants. So provided it it's been organically grown. <laughs> provided <laughs> it's organically, yes. organically grown ideally. And then it's also a natural blood thinner. So it oh. uh, provides your blood um, to, to be distributed in your body in an easier way, which okay. then provides more nutrients and uh, oxygen into your entire system. And um, it counters a lot of the most common diseases and that's that's ailments. super interesting i didn't i didn't think about blood thinning as helping uh move um the antioxidants and vitamins and minerals around your body but it makes complete sense mm. um I, I i imagine that you don't always want to do that so you don't want to always thin your blood yeah i take it actually as a daily supplement because um the more nutrients you you have so many good things that you t uh, put into your body but often it doesn't get to the places it should be because your blood is clocking up, huh. um, specifically if you eat a lot of meat sources and meat fats, um, specifically pork, um, then your blood is completely thickened. So um, if you talk about your, your brain and the oxygen supply to your brain and also certain um, tendons and, and um, if you talk about your fingers and, and ankles and, mm. and those joints mm. that often get, get uh, a bit quite sore sometimes. Quite stiff and sore. Yeah. And often there is also inflammation um, through acidity. And if you have thinner blood and the nutrients get dispersed and the oxygen get to every cell of your body, then you have a healthier body, uh, body as such. Wow, that's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Nico. Mm. Um, and then uh, we, we also touched on the intelligence of those animals that are eating a plant-based diet. Mm. Uh, can you speak a bit more into that? Yeah, um, there's definitely a huge aspect into um, the cell memory um, of food and, and meat. There's a big aspect uh, that I looked into and we just have to think logically what we are doing to the animals, how they are raised, how they are captured, they are forced fed yeah. and um, how they die a violent death. So the whole life is about anger, how they live, how they're captured, fear, uh, fear mm. and, and, and trauma. And um, we all know that there's a memory, a cellular memory um, that goes into, yeah, basically the meat or the food that we are eating. So if you just go and think a little bit before I have the meat or whatever I eat on the plate, what happened before that? Yeah. Um, if you look into animals that are also sacred beings, how have they lived? How have they been tortured? On top of that, um, you have a lot of you know, antibiotics and uh, yes. even gross hormones and, and all the toxins that go into their, their food. And so... Uh, and then you're eating that. And what you eat, and this is what you become. Mm. And this is like also an uh, aspect where you have to look into um, where does anger, where does fear um, come from? If you eat in a cellular structured way um, meat that has been 
Um, yeah. Mm, how do you, you want to put it? Raised unhumanely. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and this is what you put into your body, and this is what you become. So you become part of that fear, and part of that anger, and part of that aggression. And there's definitely a direct link to that. I've, I've noticed that um, as well with people around me when they, when they do eat meat. There's specific kinds of meat as well as, as worse. So mm. um, that's definitely something that I've seen. Mm. Um, so yeah, if, if you do eat meat, it's definitely worth looking into finding a good source of that meat. If you, if, if it's, because I've, you know, you speak to a lot of people and they go, oh no, I'm O positive. I can't stop eating meat. Yeah. I'm like, I'm O positive, <laughs> I don't eat meat. Um, but then I'm not always very, I'm not ve always very active. I have moments of being active. Mm. Um, so then I don't have that personal experience of it. Uh, what can you say about that O positive? Mm -hmm. Is That's it a myth? Yeah, <laughs> no, it's very interesting. There's, uh, there's certain books and uh, studies about uh, different blood types. Yes. And blood type O is basically the eldest blood type of our evolution which is the meat eater. Then we have uh, certain, a certain evolution of blood types which went into A, AB, and B. B, which is the most recent blood type, which is more versatile. Um, I'm blood type A. Generally, you can say blood type A's are more the plant-based vegetarian type of, of blood types. And then AB and B are a mix of, of them and um, through evolution, um, the blood type B has adopted to, to be more able to eat different foods without um, having negative effects. So what determines a blood type on the bottom line is basically uh, the, the digestive enzymes. So the digestive enzymes are key if what you take can be digested and absorbed into your body into an efficient and into a productive way. As a blood type A, I have experienced if I eat meat or if I ate meat many, many years ago, I felt very tired, I couldn't sleep so well, I would dehydrate and I felt very, very lethargic mm. because your body tries to um, digest and um, produce the enzymes to, to change the protein or the meat into something um, that the body can utilize. But as it gets too tired and lazy, then it just stores it into fat and mm. not into metabolize it into energy or into muscle mass. Mm. Fat and, and acid as well, mm. acidity. Absolutely. Yeah, I've, I mean, even as a blood type O, I've, I've definitely found when, mm. I, when I ate meat also mm. many years mm. ago, it, mm. it, it, it made me more tired. Mm. Mm. Um, and, and that is something that I do struggle with. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, the other another myth is um, absorbing iron. like how do you get iron if you don't mm. eat meat mm. and i've found that eating a plant having a, a plant-based iron is i can absorb it so much better mm. I, c I don't i don't absorb the iron out of meat either mm. Mm. yeah iron is just like a buzzword and it's a very important one specifically for women which can get um, anemic um, anemic and then you just don't have enough um, oxygen supply mm. because um, yeah iron is basically the carrier of oxygen so spirulina again one of my favorite superfoods has a 500 times higher um, um, iron content than spinach 
you know, wow. like if you talk about iron, often we come, come to, spinach, um, to yeah. Popeye and, and spinach and, <laughs> yeah. and those incredible forces. But again, we find it in uh, spirulina. And um, cool. generally saying, if we eat a big variety of different plants, seeds and nuts, um, we complement. Some of the plant source proteins are not complete, but having and mixing them up throughout the day we can ensure that we always have the complete spectrum of amino acids and there's no um, yeah there's no lack of anything what is what is a, um, a normal day of food look like for you <laughs> that's a good question so I start every day with a green juice often um, I, I when I travel or just out of convenience I went pretty much into eating uh, drinking wheatgrass so in a, pul in a pulverized form, organic wheatgrass or barley grass. Um, and then I put some drops of vitamin D3 in and K2, which is very important for all aspects of health as well. Um, and then I take about 15 spirulina tablets, a handful. 15? Yeah, wow. A good handful of spirulina tablets. <laughs> and often I take grapeseed extract, I take uh, MSM, which is an organic form of sulfur, which is very good. And then, um, yeah, so that's basically the start of my, my day on an empty stomach. So that's that's quite a boost. I was just thinking as well, I need to take more spirulina. <laughs> <laughs> my little scoop of, of spirulina in my smoothie doesn't sound like 15 tablets worth. <laughs> yeah, you, you can really high dose it and, mm. and have and reap more benefit. And then I normally make a smoothie, uh, a superfood smoothie. So what do I put in there? Um, chaya seeds, um, some dates, um, then maca. We haven't spoken about maca, maca root powder. It is an ancient superfood from South America, from Peru, which is also called the gold of the Incas. The warriors would take them um, to go into battle and war. It gave them a lot of stamina and endurance. And the maca is also an adaptogen. So it helps your body to reduce stress and to rebalance your hormones. And oh, I like that one. And <laughs> that's very important for the aspect of yeah, hormonal balance, specifically also a lot of men are low in testosterone um, because there's too much um, progesterone and estrogen. Um, no more estrogen and progesterone. Um, that's like a female hormone. Um, but yeah, the hormone balance is often out of sync. And specifically, if you want to come to perfect health, if you want to recover faster as an athlete, you have to look into also uh, testosterone, which is basically rebuilding your, your tissues and your body, mm. um, also including growth hormones. If your growth hormones are not are suppressed and they are not stimulated enough then yeah so it's balancing the hormones it doesn't mean that a woman shouldn't take too much of it because it will raise her testosterone it just means that it's balancing that and f and um, it uh, will give you absolutely it works with your body intelligence it's not like a synthetic type of um, hormone that is injected or that is out of your natural production cycle um, as a woman, you have an add-on benefit as well, fertility. Mm. So if I've helped quite a lot of women when they were battling to fall pregnant, uh, maca, and for women also reishi and ashwagandha are perfect 
um, herbs and superfoods that complement health in that aspect. Sure, this is, uh, I, I mean, this is one of my favorite subjects is, is health and, and how to feel better because mm. at the end of the day, happiness is also, if, we, if we're feeling tired or um, not good in the body, it's more difficult to, to be light and happy. Mm. Um, so yeah, this is, it's, it, you've given so much interesting information. Um, is there anything else that you feel um, to add? I wanted to say that I, I'm not proclaiming a specific diet because I don't believe in diets. Um, as I mentioned uh, firsthand, everybody is different, um, but you should create more awareness of and uh, intuit what food is good for you and also question logically um, where it comes from, what is in the food, how wholesome is your food. and. Um, how close can I get it from nature directly um, onto my plate? Um, and I don't believe in diets because it has to become part of your lifestyle. I, yeah. I, I don't see that if you try something for a while, if your aim is weight loss, then you have a certain success and then you fall back to old habits. It doesn't work. Yeah. And um, yeah, so cutting out the bad stuff is is very important like refined carbohydrates or any other form of um, yeah nutrient that is creating inflammation which is creating acidity should be taken out of of our diet you know mm. you can always go to the 80 20 that you eat 80 percent healthy and then if you eat out or if you're at a friend's place then you make the exception um, Basically, diet and my whole uh, take of becoming the best and healthiest version of yourself should be everybody's basically prime goal. Because once you have um, perfect health, but also mental clarity, and with that comes you're happy that you yeah. live a life full of, of passion and um, yeah, fulfillment. And I think that's, like, that's very important to to be also like a healthy person. Yeah, that's a, that's a great message. Um, thank you so much. I've got a lot out of our chat. Mm, we could chat about it for another two hours. We definitely could. <laughs> I could. Um, we were scratching <laughs> the surface and it is just an invitation basically to everybody um, to question more, um, to find out your truth that is in line with your nature, with your um, uniqueness. And um, therefore, if you dive into that, um, you can find so many beautiful documentaries and resources and also see what impact it has on a bigger scale. Uh, the carbon footprint we didn't mention of a, a vegan or vegetarian diet. There are so many pluses yes. to it. And there is alternatives. And we have only um, a misperception and we are caught up in in wrong beliefs and what everybody else is doing. So be also a little bit of a free spirit and um, do things differently and try things differently. And uh, there's no harm in trying generally, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, definitely um, would be maybe a first goal to, to try that out for, for a month absolutely. and see how you feel, see yeah. the difference in your yeah, body. Yeah, I'm pretty much an experimental person. so. I want to see and experience 
how things affect my body, how I feel, how, how it changes my life. And um, it works for some people it, uh, and it might not work for others. So you have to find out and intuit really um, what is it that your body needs and wants. Sounds like the birds are agreeing with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and maybe it's also a sign to come to a conclusion in an end. Yes. Mm. Thank yes. you very much. Thank you. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed the NixiePod podcast. Please do subscribe.